You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Earth Oddity. We thank you so much for listening to our show. Whether you are trying to regulate cow farts out in California or whether you are trying to invite professional mermaids to your 21st birthday party, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, glad to have everybody here. If you're listening to this on Monday, it's my birthday, and uh, you can send all the presents or, you know, uh, PayPal me money or whatever that you would like. Uh, just contact me through the Facebook group, and we'll be able to, to work the details out on that. So, yeah. I was about uh, to say, uh, fundraisers for charity are all the rage on Facebook. Are yeah. You, uh... No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. No fundraisers for me, which literally... For like a week prior to my birthday, it's been saying, hey, we'll donate $2 if you pick your charity you want to do it for. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. (laughs) No, I'm good. The charity I'm working for is the Long Family. The Long Foundation. No, just our family. We need all the help we can get, guys. Uh, Yeah, we, uh, we are not doing a charity on Facebook for my birthday. Sorry if that's callous, but I'm just not into letting Facebook gather money for me yeah (laughs) i'm skeptical of the internet so you know i had a friend who he has a a bunch of like anti-gun friends yeah and just to troll them he did like a million dollar fundraiser for the nra (laughs) on his facebook page that's not bad just to just to troll them (laughs) yeah that's not bad i can i can i can respect that well you got Uh, any good stories today i do um you know, I got a stabbing in Antarctica. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah, if you believe Antarctica's real and not an ice wall around <laughs> well, the flat I, I was going to say, Antarctica is real. Well, it could we be, just can't decide if it's, an, it's a wall of ice right. or a continent. Yeah, or a continent. Right. Right, yeah. So I got that one. Got another one about a city that wants to ban a lady. So that'll be pretty good. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, I've been banned from a town before. So, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they still have that, so... I don't know. That's a story I can't talk about. I was about, about. to say, we should... Uh, <laughs> can't talk about that on air. <laughs> <laughs> we should look into that. <laughs> I was just told not to come back. I don't know if that is a banning or, or not. I don't know if that counts. Huh. If there's any record of that well, somewhere. color me intrigued. I haven't been back in 20 years, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, first, we're going to start off with this uh, Satanic Temple story. Okay. <laughs> and... Before, a little lighthearted, get yeah. everybody. Yeah, we're going you know. to start. We're going to ease into this, <laughs> right? <laughs> but before we get into this, I do want to say to everybody: if you fast forward through our ad read, sometimes we don't blame you. Mm, I do, <laughs> but you might not want to do that this week. Oh yeah, we big, have a big announcement. Big coming. announcement. Big All surprise. Right. We told you we had some irons in the fire, and one of those irons is, is coming out. And it's going to brand your ears. It's going to brand you right in the face, and you're going to love it. (laughs) 
Well, I don't know if that's the best way to get them to listen. Like we're going to burn an image into. Your... I'm just trying to paint a picture. I got you. Maybe I, I got painted you. the wrong picture. Yeah. But look, it's going to be good fun. So it you is. should listen, and you will enjoy it. So the Satanic Temple, we've we've covered them before. You yes. know, they're yeah, they're not they're not a new story, right? It's something we've talked about before. But now this is Olstein's church, right? <laughs> No. Oh, okay. All right. This is the other Sorry, one. I get them confused. <laughs> they are accusing Netflix Sabrina. What would you call that? A reboot? Oh yeah, yeah. The reboot. The Chilling Sabrina. Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. It's it's not Sabrina. It's not uh, Joan. What's her name? Melissa Joan Hart. It's not Melissa Joan Big Hart. Bama fan, by the way. If you didn't oh, really? Know. Oh yeah, I didn't she know married that. like I do from Alabama. Okay. So, yeah, she didn't like grow up in it like us. But well, she does know everything. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, wait. She explains it all. That's Is that right. what it does? It was yeah. Clarissa explains. Yeah, it all. that's right. Yeah. Anyway, the Satanic Temple, they're accusing that show of uh, appropriation. Oh, for real? <laughs> yes, they oh, really are. Oh, goodness. This sounds like something that would come out of a Baptist church. <laughs> you yeah. would think. Uh, the Satanic Temple says Netflix Sabrina stole Baphomet statue design and is taking legal action against them. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we talked about this earlier. They got this uh, evil devil statue right. that they wanted installed on the grounds of the Arkansas State Capitol. Yes, right, yeah. The story starts here. And just so everybody knows, there's mild spoilers. So, oh yeah, if you're if you're really the... into your you know devil shows, and you don't <laughs> want to spoil that. You know, just you might want to skip to the next story. Sure. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, a Netflix adaptation of the supernatural Archie comic story, has made thousands of fans among viewers, uh, not among them members of the Satanic Temple. Ooh. On Sunday, Satanic Temple co-founder Lucian Greaves tweeted that the group would be taking legal action against Netflix in the show for appropriating its copyrighted monument design of Baphomet. He also added that Baphomet, and particularly their design of the figure, is a central icon to the Satanic Temple. Greaves confirmed to SFGate that the group's lawyer sent a letter to Netflix regarding their depiction of the statue. In the new Sabrina series, half which Sabrina Spellman, that's a little on the nose, <laughs> yeah, don't you think? Right. <laughs> is enrolled at a witchcraft school called the Academy of Unseen Arts, at which a Baphomet statue sits at the center. The hmm. show's Satan, char- Satan character, which also resembles Baphomet, is referred to as the Dark Lord, becomes Sabrina's adversary, which that doesn't really make sense. I thought she was. Yeah. Going to his school, why is he the bad guy in the, in the show? I don't know. There's a lot of plot twists in there. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, as CBR and broadly pointed out, the Baphomet statue created by the Satanic Temple does resemble the statue in the Sabrina series, putting aside the similarities adapted from the popular mid-19th century illustration. In both the temples and Netflix designs, Baphomet is flanked by two children looking up at his head. I'm, I assume everybody's Googled the... The statue. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised it's copyrighted. I did I am too. Yeah. I didn't think you could copyright like a Yeah. You know, an ancient devil figure. Right, yeah, yeah. Know? I mean that that seems weird to me, but whatever. Uh it's deeply problematic to us, Greaves said, who has seen parts of the show, but even if that wasn't the case, we'd be obliged to make a copyright claim because that's how copyright works. 
Greaves also noted that if the group didn't make the copyright claim now, it would have a weakened ability to do so in the future. In this instance, he said, we would have to send a message. So basically, he just goes on and it's just, you know, blah, 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 that's our statue. Yeah, and right. We're the Satanist. We are not to be trifled with. We're going to take you to court. I mean, they're going about it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what you do is you graft in with Sabrina and, and ride that popularity. Ride that popularity yeah. to get more people to come to you, right? It's going, you I mean, would think. I don't want to give Satan any advice here. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's what we should do in this situation, not create a legal you know, dilemma based off a copyright of a... Well, the church has, I think, learned over millions of years oh, yeah. that any depiction of Jesus, I mean, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be bad, right. but when it's bad, if you point out and try to take some kind of action against it, that's just going to make it worse. Have you, you know? Have you ever seen my uh, Bucktooth Jesus painting that <laughs> no, I found? No. So as some people who listen may know, I'm a fan of really bad art. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, I got this church actually from our, I got this painting actually from our church. And it's so weird because I was talking to a guy about it at work. I texted him a picture of it. Yeah. And, uh, and it's what I assume to be Jesus. And he has like some buck teeth. So I have it here on my phone. It's bad, bad podcasting for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not horrible? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was probably painted by like a little kid or something. I, yeah. I don't know. It was painted in like 74, I think. And, that needs uh, to go up in the Facebook group. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it up. I'll put it up. And uh, it was painted by, oh, I can't really read the name, but 79 is the okay. year it was painted. Wow. And uh, But I think... Nice he, hair. He's got a 70s hairdo, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's 70s <laughs> Jesus all the way. <laughs> Hadn't quite got braces like he needs or a retainer or something. I'll put that in the Facebook group uh, tomorrow once the show hits. But, uh, but yeah, imagine like if, if the church sued everybody who did a, a Jesus know. painting. You yeah. Know? Just cause, it just makes it worse. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I also, know. I think it's kind of funny because I know a lot of people, you know, especially in the church, we, we think of Satan as this big, scary guy. And don't get me wrong. You know, I, I understand that he's the prince of darkness, but the whole point of the New Testament is he's been defeated. Yeah. Christ is, is in control. Right. And, you know, if anything, Satan is like God's dog. Yeah. You know, he can't do anything <laughs> yeah. unless God allows it. True. So Very I, true. I find it humorous to me that. You know, the big scary Satanist, ooh, they're going to take you to court because they're mad at you taking their statue design for your show. Right. You know? Yeah, you know. Uh, they're I, not scary. Yeah, <laughs> right. Now, I wouldn't, I would personally, you know, like if I was hanging out with some Satanists, you know, or they were like, hey, yeah, we're Satanists. I'd be like, okay, yeah, no big deal. You know, I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would be afraid of them. Like, oh, you're going to cast some spells on me or whatever, you know. <laughs> right. Like, how does all that work? I would probably be more curious than anything else, but... Mm -hmm. uh yeah, I don't think he's as intimidating as they want Satan to be, you know? Right. Like for, especially for people who believe in, in Christ. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, well, hey, I already know how this book's in, book ends. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know it's not going to go well for you in the end. You know, on a totally unrelated note, I just had this thought the other day when I was getting ready. You know, we Christians, we get kind of pressured into doing a lot of stuff. You know, if you don't oh, yeah. share this post on Facebook, then you don't. Right, yeah. You know, if you love Jesus, you'll share this crudely right. drawn <laughs> MS paint. Jesus. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm, that's what I'll put in our Facebook group. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if Satanists ever get pressured into doing stuff, too. Right. Like, yeah. you don't love Satan if you don't share this <laughs> share this Facebook post. If you don't kidnap a blonde-haired, blue-eyed child. 
<laughs> you don't love Satan? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think so. There's probably very little pressure on the Satanist side because they're getting them to. I mean, that's a right. pretty big leap. Yeah, right. You know, just to sign up for their newsletter. Yeah, true. <laughs> but you don't ever hear of them like boycotting Disney World or right. Target. I mean, there's a lot of pressure if you're if you're <laughs> on our side to, to do stuff. That's true. It's really wild. Yeah. I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, Satan. I, I don't know, Satan. I would like to see you uh, not bring a lawsuit against Sabrina, but, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. All right, so let's move along to our neighbors from the north here in Alabama, Tennessee. Um, this comes from AP News, and the headline is, Electric Chair Builder Worried Tennessee Execution Will Fail. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, if Tennessee electrocutes Edmund Zagorski on Thursday, it will be in an electric chair built by a self-taught execution expert who is no longer welcome in the prison system (laughs) and who worries that his device will malfunction. Okay. I love this story. I just wanted to get that out. I love this. That, like... Self-taught execution expert. <laughs> that's a title for your business card right there. You well, know? I would imagine if you're an execution expert, I mean, that's not something you can major in at most universities. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I mean, but uh, how does he practice? You know, <laughs> I mean, that's the question that's right horrifying. there. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so Fred Lucher, not to be uh, confused with Fred Luter. Fred Lucher had a successful career in the execution business before his reputation was tainted by a claim that there were no gas chambers at Auschwitz. Okay, so let's get a little deep right there. There's a whole conspiracy theory about that if y'all out there listening don't know. And you can read it if you want to. I'm not going to go into all that. No. Tennessee's chair, which hasn't been used since 2007, is just one of many execution devices Lucher worked on before 1979 or between 1979 and 1990 according to an article by Fordham University professor Deborah Denno in addition to the electric chairs Lucher built refurbished and consulted on gas chambers lethal injection machines and a gallows for at least 27 states didn't even know they were still doing the gallows thing anymore yeah I didn't either yeah um, I do know, I think the very last public execution or public hanging in Alabama, I think, was in 1935. Oh, yeah? Which is not all that long ago. Here's a brief bit of family history for me. Mm-hmm. My great-grandfather was a carpenter, uh, worked on a lot of dams, helped build the Panama Canal. Wow. And I heard a story one time, and I don't know if it's true or not, maybe mom can can let me know, that he said the only thing he ever regretted building was a gallows for somebody huh. for a hanging in, in Fayette. Interesting. And he said it. The story I heard was that it was during a time, you know, I guess the Depression, they didn't have anything to eat, and he just had to get a job to get some money, and so right. he did it. But anyway, so. Do you know if he was against the death penalty, or? I don't, I don't, I would imagine he wasn't, you know. He just didn't like building the gallows. Yeah, I mean. In this instance. Do you want to be the guy that builds something that kills somebody, you know? Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe this is more uh, a peek into into how I feel about things. But there are s- maybe certain people out there. It, yeah. I don't think it would bother me as much. Yeah, you, you know? might be right in that. Like uh, like Ted Bundy, I would love to build his gallows. Yeah, it, you know. Let's see. Uh, in general, not to get called a liberal by everybody who listens <laughs> right, on this. Right, I'm anti death penalty. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to have my hands right. involved in that. Well, now I will say that 
I'm really kind of undecided. I kind of waver on the death penalty myself. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, I think there should be a a massive amount of evidence to yeah. be able to give somebody. I do think that sometimes there are some states in some cases where maybe we kind of hand out the death penalty and maybe we shouldn't because yeah. right. there's still a little room for doubt there. Right, you know? yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I'm just more of a, I would rather let God decide with somebody who right. dies than man. Yeah, yeah I respect that's really that. I can thing. respect that. But anyways, uh, let's get back to this dude here. <laughs> After his comments about the Holocaust, it came uh, it came to light that he had neither had neither an engineering degree nor a license, even though he promoted himself as an engineer. Maybe it was a calling. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nonetheless, Lutcher stands behind the electric chair he rebuilt in 1988, relying on skills picked up de- designing navigational and surveillance equipment and a careful study of documents describing earth- early executions. His concern is that Tennessee's chair will fail because of changes others made to it after he was no longer allowed to service it. Oh, so he's yeah. saying Billy Bob over there. Right. He's done messed he up my electric there, chair. Right. He done got in there and changed the wiring around. Uh, so here's a quote <laughs> from him. Shouldn't have tried to jumpstart that truck. <laughs> here's a quote <laughs> from him. What I'm worried about now is Tennessee's got an electric chair that's going to hurt someone or cause problems, and it's got my name on it. I don't think it's going to be humane, he said. Hmm. So uh, Governor Bill Haslam said he is confident the execution can be carried out without problems. I have a great deal of confidence in our Department of Correction folks. Uh, We've spoken with them regularly, and they've assured us the chair is ready. So Lutcher said he was familiar with prisons because he accompanied his father to his job as a superintendent of transportation in the Massachusetts State Prison in the 40s and 50s. As a teenager, Lutcher helped his father move the state's old electric chair when the prison relocated, and he remembers they had to do it on a Sunday because the warden didn't want the news media to know. Um, I helped help put the chair in the truck. We covered it up with a canvas, he said. <laughs> when, years later, when it looked as though Massachusetts might restart capital punishment after a long hiatus, a prison steward who knew Lutcher's father asked Lutcher to come in and see whether the old chair was still usable. And from there, his name kind of got passed around to right. other states and stuff. Um, He said many of the electric chairs were decrepit and defunct and didn't work properly if they had ever had in the first place. Hmm. Um, So it goes on, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It says he refurbished the Tennessee chair in 1988 when it was facing the possibility of its first execution in decades. And he says it looks like it was made for a midget or something. (laughs) Here he goes using the M word, this little person. Not the proper terminology to be using, Mr. Lucher. So anyways, uh, well, they're not going to be sitting there for long. He said that he, uh, he sold an original chair, a collector of murderbilia. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's a thing. People got weird hobbies. I, I collect s- weird, <laughs> bad art. So, well, I, I saw a documentary about it. There oh, are yeah? people out there like, you know, you've heard, I mean, oh, there's a lot of people who collect memorabilia. Murderabilia uh, is, you know, it, it, it's, it's really disturbing, but yeah. it's anything from, you know, serial killers or crimes or whatever. Like the glo- OJ's glove or whatever. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah, yes. I got you. Nah, people are weird. They are weird. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want that stuff, but that's just me. Yeah. Electrical engineer reduced the voltage on uh, on the chair. This is his problem with it from 2,640 to 1,750 and raised the amperage from 5 to 7. So you don't think that's going to do the job? Yeah. The timing was also changed from two one-minute jolts to a with a 10-second pause to a 
to a 20-second pause and a 15-second jolt. Hmm. So, uh, anyways, he's got problems with it. I don't know. I don't think we do electric chairs in Alabama anymore. Yeah, this is the first time I've heard of an electric chair right. being used in I think I this guy everything requested was, it. Oh, okay. I think, if I remember, it, it wasn't in this story, but I, I, I heard about that. Well, I remember here a while back, wasn't there a guy in... Okay, I could be wrong on this, so everybody use your Google to check me on this. But I thought there was a guy in Utah that requested a firing squad. Yeah, I think I remember I think that I too. read about yeah. that. But, yeah, I haven't heard about electric chair in forever. Right. I thought everything was lethal injection. Yeah, right. You know, our electric chair in Alabama for forever was called the Big Yellow Mama. It's a great name, by the way. <laughs> That's a great band name. It is. It is. Oh, man, that should be a hardcore band for sure. Yeah, because you know? then you could let that truck go by. <laughs> You could have that. Uh, you could have that picture of that chair on your first album. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and your lead singer like strapped into it. Yeah. Oh, man, now we're working. This is a good idea. What would the name of that first album be? Electrifying. <laughs> Electrifying. Electrifying by Big Yellow Mama. <laughs> Juiced up. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, the tagline like you know seventeen hundred volts of power, rock and roll. <laughs> yes. I like it. Yeah. So. Uh, not enough to actually do anything about it. But if anybody wants to use that idea, we've copyrighted it and we will sue you. <laughs> just like the Temple of Satan would. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually good if you just put in your little... Well, nobody buys CDs anymore. True. I was thinking, remember yeah. if you used to get out the little oh, yeah. and read uh, all insert the and read and, yeah. the lyrics and then read the, everyone's yeah. thank yous, thank yes. you to so-and-so. Right, yeah, yeah. like, you know, Nikki Six, thanks, you know, whatever, his heroin dealer and all that. So, yeah. yeah, 90s kids will understand. That's right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, our next story is not quite as scary, oh. but uh, scary in and of itself. Uh, Alabama woman's zombie Halloween costume turns into a medical nightmare when her $3 fake teeth get stuck in her mouth. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> An Alabama woman's $3 finishing touch to her zombie Halloween costume landed her in a terrifying trip to the dentist after her fake vampire fangs wouldn't detach from her actual teeth. Okay. Anna Two of Mobile County claims that she used the temporary glue that came with the fake teeth that she sure. bought. Uh, she said that her efforts to remove the teeth, which had grown uncomfortably tight in her mouth, went on until around 2 a.m. Huh. I even took a pair of wire clippers and cut the tips off the fangs because <laughs> they were bothering her so oh, much. Oh, man. She told WKRG. Her growing pain led her to search for an emergency dentist who could see her right away. She wound up at Dr. John Murphy's chair at Alabama Family Dental on Saturday. He told the news outlet that the shape of teeth and gums can sometimes cause a product to get stuck. So I guess maybe there's just something about the shape of her teeth that yeah. caused it to get like maybe super, super tight. Yeah. And it just got stuck on there maybe. Uh. Uh, he talked about drilling. They had a saw and talked about taking them off in sections. And get this, he couldn't numb it because they were scared that he would actually pull her real teeth out. Like oh, she, yeah. Cause like, like he couldn't numb her up because if he started you know, getting yeah. his teeth off and she couldn't feel it, he might just take her actual teeth out. out. Yeah. I think I would just be like, I'll take my chances. <laughs> you know? Uh, she told the news outlet, so he went in and picked and pulled, and I squealed like a baby, and they got Ooh. them out. Wow. <laughs> Two said that that's the last time she uses fake teeth. I would think so. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> she hopes that others learn from her ordeal. I will never do it again, she told the news outlet. I will never put anything like that in my mouth again. Okay. And I would add editorially, that's what you get for worshiping Satan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just say that... Uh, 
if you bought something at like Spirit Halloween and you trust that the glue and everything's going to work perfectly, it came from Taiwan for yeah, the lowest bidder, right? Then your judgment's <laughs> in question, anyways. You know, like, yeah. I don't necessarily feel horrible for you, but that had to be a bad feeling when you knew you couldn't get them out and you're like, oh man, you know, like, hey honey, <laughs> hey honey, you know. <laughs> I need your help in the bathroom. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be bad. That would be real bad. You know, you'd feel just like crazy. And you're like, I got to work tomorrow with these. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just embrace it. You That's know? what you I would start do. calling yourself Jaws. <laughs> you're biting through elevator cables. <laughs> I uh, I don't like the dentist. And if you've seen me smile, you know why. I don't like the dentist at all. And, uh, but uh, you know so what? I would have to just wear them because I'd be like, I'm not voluntarily going to the dentist. <laughs> you know, every time I go to the dentist, there's always some huge, expensive procedure that right. they want to put me through. Right. I've never gone for just a checkup, right. and it was just a checkup. Yeah, right. So now, it, the two things you're going to get at the dentist is a really high copay and bill, and that you need to floss more. Because mm-hmm. apparently, I don't know who the, it is in the world, but everybody I talk to, they're like, yeah, my dentist says I need to floss more. Yeah. You know? There's a, probably one person out there in the whole world that's flossing the proper amount, but the rest of us are not. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it was George Carlin had a joke, or I don't know, maybe it wasn't him, that he said, uh, do you want to know how hard it is to start flossing regularly? He said it's like equally as hard as stopping smoking. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, so, anyways, I hate I, I don't I don't hate dentists, but I hate going to the dentist. I do know? too. It's like when I had a bunch of dental work done. It's probably been after Hudson was born. It's about mm-hmm. eight. Hey, well, how old is he? He's ten. Okay, it's about ten years ago. And uh, so they were like, okay, well, your bills twelve hundred and. 50 bucks or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, um, I have dental insurance. And they're like, Oh yeah, no, no, no that's with your insurance. And oh I was like, gosh. well, uh, I just had a kid with like major heart problems and everything. And it cost us like 50 bucks, you know, <laughs> copay and everything's covered. And yes. you guys just like, uh, replaced a couple of my teeth and pulled stuff out. And they were like, yeah, well, dental insurance works differently than medical insurance. And I was like, well, that it seems, seems like it doesn't work at yeah, all. <laughs> right. I was like, that's really strange, you know? So anyways, I, I don't know. I don't get how all that works. You know, my dad, he had to go to the dentist uh, here a while back. And his dentist, he says, has a policy where if you are 15 minutes late to an appointment, they'll still try to work you in. But I think there's like a $50. Oh, like a fine? A 25 yeah. or $50 like uh, fee. Yeah. They call it a fee. Right. You know, of course. It's really a fine. Right. Yes, yeah, they call it's it a fine. Fee. <laughs> right. Well... He shows up for his uh his appointment at nine o'clock and they don't call him and he gets to be, you know, nine fifteen and they don't call him and he gets to be nine thirty. He got up from his chair and walked up to the desk and said, Hey, uh, can I have my fifty dollars? <laughs> and she's like, Your fifty dollars? What are you talking? And she's like, What's your name? He says, Jimmy Sullivan. And she says, uh, I'm, you know, it says here that you're not over. What are you talking about, fifty dollars? He says, Well, if I'm late for my appointment, right. I get charged fifty dollars. Well, I've been here, but right. the, den- the dentist is late for his appointment. Do I not get to charge him $50? Right, exactly. Perfect logic. <laughs> and she said, it doesn't work like right. that, sir. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. You know? Like, if you're going to find me, I'm gonna f- I should be able to find you back. Yes. So, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't have to worry about that. So. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I don't go to the dentist as often as I need to. Okay, moving along here, we got a story from AJC.com. That's the Atlanta Journal and Constitution for those who no longer read print news media. 
And it asks a question, can a city ban a woman it deems a nuisance? Hmm. One, one in Georgia is trying. <laughs> so by September, officials in Statham, Georgia, decided that they were fed up with dealing with Catherine Corcoran. For more than 18 months, Corcoran drove from her southwest Atlanta home to attend every city council meeting in the hamlet that sits about 15 miles west of Athens. Ooh, that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> she, was vo- she was a vocal participant, often challenging council members on procedures. This year alone, she filed, by the Statham City Cor- Clerk's estimate, close to 100 open records requests for documents regarding the city's budget the police department, and general policy protocols. Hmm. She regularly criticized the city and its officials on social media. I did ask for a lot, she admits. (laughs) Where the mayor, police chief, city attorney, council members, and administrative staff saw a troublemaking outsider, as one council member deemed her, Corcoran saw herself as someone on a mission. Her former partner had been involved in a protracted legal battle and civil rights lawsuit with the city of Statham over a 2015 traffic stop. After her former partner died, Corcoran saw it as her duty to continue the fight. It has a it has set up a unique First Amendment challenge in Georgia, one that asks how far a municipal government can go in addressing a citizen it views as a persistent gadfly. You don't hear gadfly <laughs> used don't. too much, but I'm glad they used it. Corkin's battle reached a fever pitch in September when the city council voted to ban her, not only from attending city council meetings, but from setting foot on any city-owned property within 3.5 square miles. The duration of the ban, you might ask, yeah. was for the rest of her life. <laughs> How do you enforce that? I don't know. <laughs> the city council's actions, while not unheard of, almost never happen without charges being filed against a person accused of committing a crime. Cynthia Counts, an Atlanta First Amendment attorney who is not involved in the case, said the move could violate the Constitution. Hmm. Citizens have the right to express their subjective viewpoints, good or bad. If a city banned a person from a public meeting based upon a disagreement with a person's criticisms, that clearly would violate the First Amendment, Count said. Corcoran, hasn't been, she's 47 years old, hasn't been officially charged with any offenses in Statham. Now she has filed her own lawsuit against the city saying it trampled upon her free speech rights, and the court is scheduled for a preliminary hearing in the U.S. Northern District Court in Gainesville in a couple of weeks. Sandra Moore and Tony McDaniel also initiated similar lawsuits after the city earlier this year banned the two from all city property indefinitely after they were accused of and arrested for trespassing in a city park. Oh, wow. So this has gotten to this point where they're actually... Slapping the old bracelets yeah. on them and shipping them out. It seems like the garden variety drama you see in any city or county, but they are taking aggressive, illegal actions to suppress it, said uh, Zach Greenemeyer, I guess is how you pronounce his name, an attorney for Corcoran, uh, Moore and McDaniel, all three of them. He's representing all of them. So he's like, let's get paid, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes on to talk about how her partner, how it all began when uh, her partner, Kelly Pickens, was stopped by uh, a Statham police officer named Mark Lofton uh, on her way from an antique store. In the instance, Lofton wrote that Pickens didn't have a license on her SUV and was driving above the 25 mile per hour speed limit. I'd like to say 25, <laughs> 25 mile per hour. Kind of low. <laughs> that's that's one of the cruelest things in the world is a 25 <laughs> mile per hour speed limit. 
Pickens had just purchased the car and had paperwork proving she was in a legal period before she had to display her new license plate, and she said she wasn't speeding. But Lofton also did something he had begun to do regularly since joining the police force in June of 2015. He asked Pickens if she was on any medication. Pickens, according to an affidavit from affidavit from her doctor, was on medication for major depression and anxiety, but said the drugs prescribed to treat her condition shouldn't appear impair her ability to drive. Hmm. According to the incident reports, Pickens disclosed that she was on medication, at which point Lofton gave her a battery of tests to determine her sobriety. In the afternoon sun, Pickens grew frustrated, uttered an expl- explicitive, and allegedly called Lofton a a jack. Gotcha. All right. Just in case the kids are listening. I, that's a that's not. I don't consider that to be. That's what I say. That's actually a minor. That's, that's a pretty mild word. Right. Actually, it's actually a, a a a term for a mule. I mean, people use yeah. it all the time. So I would assume. Mule. I would assume for everything she's having to go through that he's making her do, he got it all yeah, good. Right. That's all he yeah, got. Right. He arrested her for disorderly conduct, driving too fast, for conditions and DUI drugs less safe. DUI Whatever. drugs. Yeah. So anyway, so that started the whole brouhaha. With this lady going and filing her complaints, I mean, it's a so she's st- just trying to make life difficult, yeah, for them, pretty much. And Wait, but shouldn't it be like that, officer? I feel like the city council, right? They're kind of getting caught in the crossfire here. Yeah, but they you know? have authority over the police yeah. department, so uh-huh. I guess it's probably just drifted up to there, right? You know, uh, I don't think banning the lady was a proper thing to do. No, you know. Just, and especially and, and when she comes on like into town and she's at the park. Right. You're well, gonna like that was two other people. <laughs> but, oh, okay, never mind. They got banned just because they were arrested for trespassing oh, at the park. Okay, never yeah. mind. Never mind. Yeah. But I feel like if I was on the city council, which they would never let me on any city council <laughs> ever, I would say, Hey, Miss Corcoran, let's let's just have a conversation. Yes. What's it gonna take to make you go away? You know, <laughs> right. Like, let's start right here. And she may say, I need $3 million. And I would go, well, you know Okay, what? well, we can't do $3 million. Right. Exactly. How about we let's spank see. the police officer in the public <laughs> square? Everybody gets to come out and watch it. Yeah. And we go, hey, we, we'll do 200 and we'll fire, fire the police officer. Yeah. You know? And I bet you she'd be like, sure, that's fine. And then she's out of your hair. Yeah. And now you got a First Amendment lawsuit <laughs> against you. Everybody who's going to run against you for city council, if they're smart, will bring up that you want to trample on the rights. Oh, you know of that's going to happen. Right. If you don't bring this up, you're not qualified yeah. to be. Yeah, you shouldn't even be a politician. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So you, you do not know the rules of the game right. if this don't come up. Yes, you've opened up a whole can of worms that you didn't have to. Yes. Now, public records requests. You know, she filed over a hundred. Who cares? That's no big deal. That's some clerk's job down right. at the courthouse. You know, don't worry about and that. And they, pro- <laughs> they probably need something to do exactly. on Sunday anyway. Right. Am I right? Exactly. <laughs> wink, yeah. wink, wink, wink. Yeah, we. Yes, yeah, right. We. <laughs> I know a guy that's got some public records requests, and I'll just say that. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I don't think that's that big a deal. But her coming and breaking up your meetings, you know, because you got a schedule and you're trying to address stuff and you yes. have to, and we got to talk about paving Sixth Street downtown or whatever they're doing, you know. And you're already dreading that conversation. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. Right. And you know she's going to be there every time bringing up stuff. So you just need to just, let's just be grown ups here yeah. and sit down and be like, hey, maybe we were wrong in doing this mm-hmm. and we want to we wanna do what's right and we don't want to admit any guilt because we don't need any other further lawsuits coming up. What do we need to do to make you happy in this yes. situation? 
and then handle it, you know? Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't let me on a city council because that's probably against— that makes too much sense. <laughs> well, it's probably against some kind of rules or something to do that, you know? Oh, you mean the rules that nobody follows exactly. in the first place? <laughs> True, yeah. But, yeah, I would just be like, let's, let's look, we just need to get this lady off our back, you know? Yeah. She's, she's making it horrible for all of us. And she don't want to drive down here every week. I guarantee you she don't. Mm-hmm. She would love an out in all of this, and we're not giving her one. So let's, let's make her an out and allow her— to go on with her life. We're know? just going to suspend the police officer. Yeah. And we're going to... I just fire him. You know, I mean, I, I don't... Just fire him. <laughs> That's going to be perfect. I don't even know. <laughs> it may have been that article. That article's forever long. He may not even be with the police force anymore. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. And he probably shouldn't be asking people if they're on medicine. Yeah. You know, if unless they are, you know... Showing some signs of of being drunk or something, and maybe like that. she was. Yeah, maybe he. But just from the opinion, article we're reading, yeah, it didn't seem like she. I was. I feel like if I don't know, I feel like it wouldn't have gone to this this far if yeah there wasn't at least some genuine grievance here. Well, I'll say he. Uh, you know, in general, I I, I like police officers. And, I do too. You know, I, I've had I love police officers. A lot of family members of police officers and everything. I got pulled over Friday night because I had a headlight out. Oh, and, you did? Yeah, and the guy he he took my license, and he said, "All right, Mr. Sullivan, I'm gonna let you go. Just Ooh, get your uh, headlight. White privilege. <laughs> Just get your headlight, you know, fixed. Yeah. And and well, he was an African American police officer. Oh. He could have got me, but yeah. he, he told me he's gonna let me go. Right. And uh, I shook his hand and I said, "Man, you got a tough job. Just be safe out there, because right. I know you deal with a lot of people out there who are not, you know, completely innocent, law-abiding podcasters like right. myself. Right. I know you deal with some some people who don't right. have your best interest in mind. So you be safe out there, right. man. But yes, I'll say. But in general, they don't really like it when you challenge their authority, you know, That's or whatever, true. you know, and they're like. When you're uh, standoffish with them. Now, right. I understand their perspective. Uh, they need to be in control of the situation. They need to uh, be forceful for certain reasons, you know, and project an image of authority. And I get that. And so you should be polite back to them for the most part. Now, you don't want to get your rights trampled on or anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I imagine she was probably a little standoffish with a guy, which probably led to all this as he's like, I got all day, lady. You know, I'm working a 12-hour shift here. I get here. paid by the hour. Right. I'm working a 12-hour shift here. Let's just get on out of the car. Let's do a field sobriety test or whatever, you yes. know? And just made it, just giving her grief back because he was giving her grief back. Now, I don't know if police should do that or anything, but I, I understand. Right. There's a reason I'm not a police officer because <laughs> I would do that to everybody. You know, I would be horrible you would yeah. crack every single one of them over the head with that really exactly yeah, i'm just like oh are you talking back to me quiet oh yeah quit resisted you know <laughs> yeah so they won't let me be a police officer or a cdk i just can't work in the public you know like the government whole thing gotcha. i'm not cut out for it much better for private sector work yes so in summation, they really should have just, uh, they should have handled it internally, dealt right. with the police officer, and maybe gave her a $25 Applebee's gift card. Yeah, right. Something like that. And sent that. her on her way. Yeah. I'd right. imagine it'd be a little bit more than that, but yeah. <laughs> just let her, just give her enough for all her trouble. Yeah. Our next story here, and this isn't controversial at all, 
California decides to regulate cow farts in order to fight global warming. Okay. So, All right. And, and funny enough, this isn't the first time I've heard of this, you yeah. know, that, that cows are a huge right. detriment yeah, to the environment. Gas. Right. That's why we should all be uh, vegetarians right. and yeah. quit you know, raising so many cattle. Right, yes. Well, here we go. Shout out to Lindsay. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Shout out to Lindsay. One of our big contributors, you know. She's yeah. awesome. Solid. She is awesome. She's a great person. Just a great human being all together in every way. So Yes. California has become the first state in the union to regulate cow farts. The Golden State enabled legislation in September that will regulate greenhouse gas emissions from farms and landfills, including cow flatulence, a major source of methane, which is a more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. Um, I'm curious, how do you how do you regulate that? I, you I guess it would be diet, you know? Well, it says here... Uh, I'm just thinking of how I regulate my own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and this is from the AP, quote, If we can reduce emissions of methane, we can really help to slow global warming, said Ryan McCarthy, a science advisor for the California Air Resources Board, which is drawing up rules to implement the new law. Livestock are responsible for 14.5% of human-induced greenhouse gas emissions, with beef and dairy production accounting for the bulk of it, according to a 2013 United Nations report. Uh, I will say 2013, I think we need another, yeah. we need Let's another study. That. Let's right. update that. Let's update that. You know, that's, that's been a while. Uh, since the passage of its landmark global warming law in 2006, California has been reducing carbon emissions from cars, trucks, homes, factories, all while boosting production of renewable energy. In the nation's largest milk-producing state, the new law aims to reduce methane emissions from dairies and livestock operations to 40% below 2013 levels by 2030, McCarthy said. State officials are developing the regulation, which will take effect in 2024. Hmm. So, depending on how the regulations are crafted, they could result in price increases on milk and other dairy products for consumers all over the country. California dairy farmers say they're already struggling with high labor costs, a drought, and low milk prices. Because I think I read somewhere else that milk is right now. Yeah, it's bottom out. It's We've got way too much milk and there's yeah. not enough people drinking it. Right. Even with you know elementary schools across the nation <laughs> drinking nothing but milk right. for lunch. <laughs> still can't get enough of right. the stuff. Or still got too much of it, I should say. It says here, California regulators plan to combat the methane that is produced by the digestive system of cows. Uh, cows release the methane when they pass gas, belch, or produce manure. One of the ways they plan to reduce methane emissions is by requiring farmers to change the diets of their cows. So I got it. I'm there a you scientist. Go. <laughs> You're a scientist. I'm a scientist. It's brilliant. <laughs> uh, for example, Australian scientists have discovered that adding a sprinkle of dried seaweed to a cow's diet reduces the amount of methane it produces by 99%. Okay. I'm all for so that. Maybe you need to eat a little more yeah. seaweed. That's, that's right. <laughs> yes. I wonder why Deidre had been buying kale chips. <laughs> the same scientists who made that discovery are now trying to scale up seaweed production to meet global demand. Uh, there's no estimate on how much this seaweed will cost, which, I mean, yeah. down in Gulf Shores, it just washes up right. on the beach. Can just go get some? But, uh, I mean, that's actually, I, I'm not anti that policy. Yeah. Um, it might raise the dairy or cattle farmers' costs, but uh, that'll just get passed on to the consumer. I was about to say, that's what I'm against. Yeah. You know, I'm not against curbing emissions, but I, I don't like higher milk prices. Right. You know. Yeah, well, but uh, 
you know, if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. And, you know, everything's illegal in California anyways. Right. You know, everything will cause cancer and everything is illegal. So it probably won't affect us too much. Mm-hmm. I would imagine in this area of the country, we probably get most of our dairy from the East Coast anyways, mm-hmm. I would think. So, you know, from around here, there's a lot of dairies in Alabama. Right. But dairy farming's hard work, man. That yes, is, I would imagine so. That's real. You got to milk them. Every day, twice a day. Doesn't matter. Probably early, too. Early and late. And oh, doesn't matter if it's Christmas. Doesn't matter if it's Thanksgiving. You're out there. And I delivered feed to dairies. Right. And, I mean, it's it's hard work. Was it, did it have any seaweed in it? No, no. <laughs> I would have said to, it was an Australian scientist that figured it out. I wonder how that went. Like That's true. How do you measure? <laughs> I don't know. That's, hey, mate, put some seaweed there. <laughs> Seaweed down in his diet. You know what works? <laughs> Try a little seaweed. Sprinkle a little seaweed in there. Yeah. But it says it's just a sprinkle. So I would think you could just mix it in when you're making the pellet feed or whatever you're feeding them yeah. and, and let it go. Because they'll usually put you know some feed in the troughs to get them up around the feed bar and then right. they come on in. Or the milking bar and they come on in. But yeah. Yeah. So I used to tote 50-pound bags of cattle feed into... <laughs> barns and stack them up tons at a time i would have to do it like two tons man i was in shape back then it would kill me now to do that <laughs> i would literally die no joke all right so let's move on here to the la times this story is really short antarctica uh is from antarctica a scientist allegedly stabs colleague for spoiling the endings of books <laughs> justified <laughs> <laughs> A Russian scientist working in Antarctica is facing attempted murder charges after allegedly stabbing a colleague for telling him the ending endings of books he wanted to read. Sergei Savitsky, an engineer, is accused of stabbing welder Olag Belagos in the chest, the Sun reports. Um, Belagos was evacuated to Chile for medical treatment, and his life is reportedly not in danger. Well, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's really good. The stabbing took place at... <laughs> he will he will live to spoil again. <laughs> <laughs> but the stabbing took place at Bellinghausen Station, a Russian research station in the South Shetland Islands in Antarctica. Savitsky, the alleged attacker, was taken to St. Petersburg and arrested. Uh, and arrested. The alleged attack was said to be the result of an argument between the two... Uh, over Bergelov's habit, habit of spoiling the endings of books that he had read from a remote outpost library. Although he faces criminal charges in the Russian city, Savitsky will probably have access to plenty of books that Bergelov's hasn't already <laughs> read. <laughs> uh, the Russian news agency Interfax reported that he surrendered on his own and without resistance to the station manager. Uh, Alexander Keptikov, Klep- Kikov, great names in Russia, uh, the director, the deputy director of the Arctic and Antarctic Research Institute, said Savinsky and Bergelaws, uh, they have, they are both professional scientists who have been working in our expedition, spending year-long seasons at the station. It is down to investigators to figure out what sparked the conflict, but both men are members of our team. Some reports suggest that alcohol was involved. <laughs> you think? Yeah. That's how it ends. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, 
just thinking of the welders I know, they're not real big readers. Right. You know, so, but I guess in Antarctica, there's not, there's not a lot to do. Yeah, yeah the cable service is not too good. <laughs> so I think you'll probably get direct TV down there, though. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's like satellite based or something. You would think so. Well, they have the internet, don't they? So if they got internet, they've got Netflix. Do, do they have the internet? Uh, sure. I thought the internet was everywhere now. Is I, it not? I don't know about Antarctica. Because it's an ice ball <laughs> that rings around the flat earth. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean there's something there. There's got to be, a, you know, even if it's a wall, there's got to be a spot somewhere where they can do yeah, a pick up research some, yeah. outpost. I mean, you got to have somebody stationed there to keep all the truthers away. Right, yeah. From figuring yes, out to the truth. To fight them all off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to man that wall. So, yeah. And I, so while you're there, you know, looking for truthers to keep away from the from the truth. Right. You got a guy who doesn't have a lot to do. He's reading a lot of books, and he's got a friend who refuses, flat out refuses, <laughs> to issue spoiler alerts. <laughs> and he's ruining this man's only form of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, you know, he walks in. He's like, "What you reading there, buddy? You know, like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just kills him. <laughs> Whatever. I, I don't know. I wonder what you know what kind of books they have down there. It's kind of interesting. I bet it's Harry Potter. Yeah. In Russian. It's probably just now right. made its way to Russian. Or it's like a War and Peace is like the only book they have. <laughs> yeah. Like you can read that in a year. So, yeah. But anyways, um, everybody hates spoiler spoiler people. Yeah. I don't really mind it, though. Like, I don't watch a lot of movies. So right. people tell me the endings to them all the time. And then I'll watch them later on. It doesn't bother me, even though I know how it ends. So I still read the Bible. I know how that ends. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, I would say I would say reading the Bible though is different than reading a, a fictional yeah, narrative. True, very you know, true. I can I, personally, I'm not a big fan of spoilers either, which is why I made sure to give out a spoiler warning for everyone into their devil shows on Netflix. That's right, into Sabrina. <laughs> yes, me. I'm more of a making a murderer type of guy. Yeah, but I guess I know how that ends too. He's true. Still in jail. <laughs> they came out with a second one of those. You know, I'm uh, four episodes in. I hadn't watched and, any uh, of it. Yeah, but I heard it's pretty good. Uh, I'm open to you know what the evidence shows. Uh, yeah. Currently, I think my personal opinion is I think Brendan Dassey is innocent. Of course, he is. That's the WrestleMania <laughs> guy, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's totally he innocent. just wants to watch WrestleMania. Yeah, he didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> yes. That was like one of the shadiest things. The ever. cops were telling him, "Hey, you just you just tell us what tell us you killed this girl, and we'll send you back to class." Yeah. And the kid's dumb enough to believe it. And right. He did just that exactly. Yeah, but, that was some shady, shady stuff. Now, I will say, uh, Stephen Avery, I'm not convinced that he didn't do it. Yeah, I don't know if he did but, or didn't. But we'll see. Yeah. You know? I don't know if he did or he didn't, but that Brendan Dassey kid <laughs> yes. should not be in jail. No. And he should be he should be granted out in a lifetime access pass at any WWE event he wants to go to. Right now, he should be sitting in a toll booth getting yelled at for not counting change yeah, right, right by somebody exactly. trying to go through. Yeah, yeah, that's just, that was a travesty. Yes. And also, spoiler alert, I guess, in case anybody <laughs> had seen this. Also, the, like, uh, police sketch that guy did, you know, back <laughs> yes. when he got arrested the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, like, one of the craziest things in the, in the whole, you're like, does this actually happen? And I guess it does, you know, but. Uh, but he wasn't a sketch artist. No. He was just a guy who's like, oh, I know what Stephen Avery looks like. <laughs> he let me draw his right, picture. Let me draw his picture. And then he had, like, framed <laughs> on the wall. Yeah. It was like, uh, what was the meme? Like, when you frame your framing of a suspect. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> How crazy is that? You know that dude, he got, when that case was over, yeah. he was like, 
No, no, no. This is too good for the refrigerator. That's right. This is going in a frame. I want this on my office wall. Yeah. <laughs> the refrigerator door is too lowly a place no. to hang yeah. this painting. I want this right by my desk so I can look over there every day and go, got him. Got him. Did a good job. Did a good job with that. Look at the detail on his nose. You know, you're like, oh, man. It looks just like this picture I drew it from. <laughs> my mama be so proud of me. Until my high school art teacher to suck it, you know. <laughs> that was wild. All right. Anyways, if you hadn't seen that, sorry. <laughs> this has been. Don't come and stab us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mercy. Let's see. Well, my my personal last story here, and if you have small kids, you, you may not want them hearing uh, a certain term. That we're going to refer to, but this next story is about mermaids, and the headline is, Professional Mermaids Say That, quote, Merverts Are Making Their Lives a Hassle. Hmm. In 2018, it's felt impossible to get away from reports of inappropriate behavior plaguing a bevy of industries and workplaces from Hollywood to the restaurant industry. They're referring to the whole Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Well, bad news, apparently not even the ocean is safe. Oh, no. <laughs> Women who work as professional mermaids at theme parks, aquariums, and children's birthday parties say that they are increasingly besieged by inappropriate attention from people that they have termed merverts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the Me Too movement has now extended to to the Little Mermaid. To the Little Mermaid. Yes. Mm. It says here, uh, this is a lady... I have been swimming with sharks that, to me, is not as scary as dealing with some of these aggressive men. Canadian mermaid Stephanie Norman told Fox, Some people just imagine relationships that aren't there. Uh, Like bronies of the sea, the merverts flock to their flippered targets online and in person to make obscene comments and send and solicit uh, wrong pictures. Oh, sure. (laughs) They've given the phrase... Uh, chasing tail a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Yes. That's a great line. <laughs> Apparently, across the pond, mermaiding has ballooned into a full-blown mermaid economy, although multiple women have been reprimanded for wearing their tails in public pools, according to the Telegraph. Okay. I, did, I didn't think that was a rule. Yeah. You can't right. wear your mermaid can't wear tail, a mermaid tail in, the in pool? a public pool? I guess not. Huh. Uh, the trend has also reached Hong Kong, where a business called Aqua City charges hundreds of dollars for mermaid master classes uh, teaching people to swim and pose in their tails. The South China Morning Post reported last year, a woman who goes by the name Mermaid Cat has opened mermaid schools in Thailand, Germany, and Australia. Is it really that difficult? I mean, does there need to be a school for it? (laughs) Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I've never swam in a mermaid tail. Yeah, but you just flap your legs, right? I mean, you got to flap them together. Right. I don't know. Yeah. You flap your legs together. Your parents have a pool. Let's test it out. <laughs> I'm saying you flap your legs together doing certain strokes, you know, like the breaststroke. Maybe not the breaststroke. Uh, yeah, I think the breaststroke. Yeah. Or maybe it's the uh, butterfly. But yeah. So, I mean, it's not unheard of. Right. Well, maybe some people just don't know how to swim. Yeah. And they figure if they want to learn to swim, they want to learn from the master swimmer, the mermaid. <laughs> so, or this lady's just got her a good little business idea right <laughs> maybe. here. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, it says professional mermaids, for their part, talk to each other and help each other stay safe. 
Us mermaids have strategies that we all tend to share this information with each other. If there's one particular individual who's been harassing a lot of mermaids, we'll all get together and we'll make sure that we he's blocked on everyone else's Instagram and oh, Facebook yeah. posts and all yeah. that stuff. So all you guys, if you like mermaids, you better be nice because right. they stick together. Yeah, yeah. And they, you won't have any mermaid pictures except Google image search. Mermaids swim together. <laughs> yes. And that's the end of the article. But, well, um, I'd just like to once again blame the internet for allowing <laughs> weirdos to get together. Yes. Because, you know, 30, 40 years ago, if you were like really into mermaids, you kept that to yourself. <laughs> like you didn't know anybody else was into mermaids. You just yes. kept that to yourself. <laughs> And now, you know... And when someone came over to your apartment and was like, hey, do you have Splash on Blu-ray? <laughs> right. And DVD and VHS? You're just like, well, yeah, but yeah, my, I mean, my mom's really into that. Movie. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, you you like pass it off. But then you get on the on the internet and you go to like, you know, mermaidlovers.com or whatever it is and start talking to other people who love mermaids. You're like, okay, all right, this is cool. This is acceptable. I'm normal. Yeah, I'm normal. <laughs> this is acceptable. And the next thing you know, you're harassing mermaids down at some kid's birthday party. Yeah. How horrifying for the mermaid, though. Yeah. Who, you can't uh, run away, by the way, once you're on dry land. <laughs> you know, so you got to hop or something. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> but imagine like, you know, let's imagine that you're a mermaid. I know that's kind of a stretch for us. No, but no, let's pretend. No, no, I can imagine that easily. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, you, you think you're going to a birthday party. Maybe you think it's a kid's birthday party yeah. and you show up and it's a bachelor party. Right? Yes. It's <laughs> horrible. Like, this is really weird. <laughs> yes. Like, I think you guys read my job description wrong. <laughs> I just want to say up front, guys, the uh, seashell bra stays on the whole time, not taking it off. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just want to get that out of here. You know, I know it's a bachelor party. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I'm, I'm not dropping the seashell bra. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like yeah. I say, that's one of the things I blame the internet for letting weirdos get together, you know? Yes. And, uh, and before anybody gets their feelings hurt, you know, I'm talking about people that are into mermaids and stuff like, and, and my little pony. Okay. <laughs> bronies. Yeah. The bronies, which they <laughs> referenced in the article, which, but I mean, the bronies, they're not, they're just dudes who watch a cartoon. I feel yeah. like that's far, far more innocent well, than the I, guys who were look, trying to hit up. Me and you both know how guys are. I guarantee you there's some some questionable brony oh, no. material on the internet somewhere. I just guarantee you. Why? Okay, I know you're right, but why did you have to put that in my head? <laughs> because I don't want you legitimizing their their movement, okay? Okay. All right. I mean, I'm all, oh, everybody man. be who you want to be and all, but let's just not get too weird with it, all right? I mean, let's just... You ain't got to harass mermaids, all right? Yeah, quit harassing mermaids. Yeah, really. Earth oddity. Let's just say, I mean, blanket say, let's just quit harassing females as guys. Let's just quit harassing females altogether, all right? right? And traditionally doesn't work out too well for you unless you're like a billionaire Hollywood producer, you know? (laughs) Right. For your normal average Joe, just not working out. quit. Everyone quit harassing people. Right. Uh, If you want to harass me, I'll let you know when to quit. Yeah, right, yeah. (laughs) You know, I really don't struggle with that. Right. Yeah, but if but, you're a uh, dude, the way to get a woman to like you back is not through harassing them. No. All right? You may want to try, you know, a little humor, you know, brushing your teeth every once in a while, you know, combing your hair, mm-hmm. finding out what her interests are, and just being a normal person. All right? right? You don't have to go harassing folks all the time. It just doesn't work. It's it, never going to work. Yeah, it's never going to work. And so just don't do it. 
And don't harass mermaids. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't have to say that. <laughs> Once again, it's something you shouldn't have to right. say, but in these times we're living in, you got to say it. Yes. Okay, so I got one more article here, and I got it from people.com. It's, uh, the, and you guys may have saw this. It was on Facebook all week. I think it was in our group, too. A Better Call Saul actor reveals he cut off his own arm and lied about being a war veteran to land roles. Oh, man. Now, I don't know who this dude is. This guy is taking method acting to a whole new yeah. level. I haven't watched Better Call Saul, so I don't know anything about it. But uh, actor Todd Lord LaTourette is coming clean about his acting career. During a recent interview with KOB4, he admitted to cutting off his right arm nearly 20 years ago <sighs> when he was off his medication that he claims treats his bipolar disorder. I severed my hand with a skill saw. LaTourette explained to an outlet the state of mind was a psychotic episode. Following the near-fatal incident, the actor revealed he began getting acting jobs as a war veteran after lying about being injured while serving overseas. Uh. The lie helped him land his 2018 role as Scale on Better Call Saul, as well as parts on TV shows Manhattan, Longmire, A Bird in the Air, and the men who stare at goats, it has also brought him a lot of guilt. It was hmm. dishonorable, he said. Yeah, I'm, I would say so. I'm killing my career by doing this. If anything, anyone thinks this is for per- personal edification, that's not the case. I'm ousting myself from the New Mexico film industry, and gladly. So, just, so he's just coming clean. Yeah, and gladly, so just to say what I've said. LaTourette went on to explain that he hopes that he, by sharing his story, he can spread awareness on mental illness and provide hope for those struggling with bipolar disorder. He's got another quote here, which is kind of weird. The power is in your hands to take your medication in the morning or at night. <laughs> Shouldn't he have said the power is in your hand? Yeah, right. <laughs> Singular. So, so that this, this discourse of my life, doesn't need to necessarily be yours because it happens quick. It happened quick. A representative for La Tourette did not immediately respond to people's requests for comments. And I will say, uh, bipolar disorder and mental health problems, nothing to laugh at at all, you know. But uh, I feel like if you cut your arm off and you're only, they only listed like five or six gigs he's gotten here, that maybe he's just acting wasn't that good, you know. So maybe he just wasn't that solid of an actor. I don't even know who he is. He's got his picture. I don't. I've seen a lot of that stuff that was mentioned, but yeah. I can't think of a one armed man. I he should have been good in The Fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched a single one of those things listed, so I have no idea. But I don't recognize his picture. So, uh, but anyways, I mean, that's just, it's bad. You don't want to go lying about you know, being a veteran or anything. I think it would just be pretty cool to be like, I cut my own hand off. <laughs> to know? get all these roles. Yeah, to get all these roles. Like, if you'd have went with that in the beginning, people would like, this dude is awesome, you know. Oh, get him in a Steven Seagal movie right away, you know. Yeah. But you, you want to lie. And I'm glad he's coming clean, you know. Uh, that probably shows some growth on his part. Probably some, um, you know, healing in his mental health, too, mm-hmm. that, that helped him do that, so... Anyways, don't cut your hand off, kids. Uh, you you know you don't get ahead in life doing that. Right? Skill saw, man, that's rough. That's bad. Yeah, it's horrifying. Real bad. It's real bad. I would have went bandsaw if I was going to do it. Man, yeah, it'd probably be quicker, cleaner. Yeah, yeah. I might go chainsaw. Ooh. And then attach the chainsaw to my bloody stump. <laughs> okay, Ash, <laughs> to make me a a better. Uh, Fighter of the undead. Shop smart. (laughs) Shop as smart.
Okay, it's our much anticipated community news ad read here. Got some big news to drop on you. Yeah, we do. Um, In just a minute. Yes. (laughs) First of all, we want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for all of their support. We're very thankful. Yeah. For our sponsor. Very thankful. That's right. This is a season of Thanksgiving. It is. Uh, check them out at www.cajuncurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl Cutter for potatoes right there on cajuncurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou. The thankful Elm Bayou. <laughs> in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. And it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, turkey, dressing, turduncans, turduncans, pumpkin pie, hams, hams, and anything else you can think of. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips for Thanksgiving. I Imagine. Bet, I, I bet you could do an awesome casserole with it, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, potato yeah. casserole? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. But imagine like a cornucopia on mm-hmm. your table with just Cajun curl spice potato chips just flowing out of it that people... <laughs> okay, now I won't worry. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and it would change your family's life, really. They would be like, yeah. man, Aunt Linda makes the best potato chips and has the best Thanksgiving. I don't want to go back to grandma's anymore. I was about to say, all you women out there, imagine how awesome you're going to feel when your mother-in-law comes up to you oh, and yeah. asks for that recipe. Exactly. And then you get to smile and yep. say, huh, family secret. <laughs> <laughs> On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blitted Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. Um, you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it. Locally, it's available at Vowels on Skyline, at uh, South's Finest Meats, and in Northport at Piggly Wiggly. And all of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's Absolutely. Like Hulk Hogan riding a bald eagle. Eating a barbecue sandwich. Yes. Yes. Um, it's all natural and it's low salt. It has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. Uh, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Now listen up. Yes. All We ask that all of our audience use this spice, but starting today, we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. Exactly. We got a deal for you. Um, go to CajunCurl.com, check them out, and use the promo code EOP10 that to is, get a 10% discount. That is EOP10. Right, EOP10, and you will get a 10% discount on your order. Now, if you already ordered and our it, love. Yeah, if you already ordered it at full price, we thank you. But order another one just to get that 10% discount, yeah. you know? Because uh, you're know, probably out of yeah, your, you're burning through it <laughs> anyway. Your first can anyway. Yes, you're burning through it anyways, and so you need to go ahead and get stocked up. Place your order now, and because Thanksgiving's yeah, coming. Thanksgiving's coming. I mean, it's what two, three weeks away. Yeah, so let's get it going. Absolutely. Put a little spice to your Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that bland old Thanksgiving you've been having without Cajun Girl. What so, was that coupon code again? It was EOP ten. EOP ten. Gotcha. And the number ten. So, EOP 10. EOP is in Earth Oddity Podcast. That's right. 10. 
As in and, 10% off. Yeah, you as in money that. in your pocket. Exactly. Right. And use that at CajunCurl.com. We thank them for everything they do for us, too, by the way. Especially thank you for buying lunch the other day. Sorry I had to run early. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I only get an hour for lunch. So you guys can do whatever you want to. EOP10. Well, <laughs> EOP10. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, for community news this week, uh, again, we don't have a whole lot to talk about. Man. So I'm hey, going to – Hey, can – can you guys just go leave us? I mean, somebody out there that's listening to this has not left us an iTunes review yet. Just go leave us one so we have something to read next. Or week. a Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, you could go. Or another a Facebook page. Yeah, review. you could yes. review our Facebook page. Do whatever you know. Call our number too. Leave a message. If, leave, I was about to say if you can't, if you can't leave a review somewhere, then call in with yeah. your review. Yeah, that, you know that's good. That's that's excellent. I would really, I mean, it's my fantasy to have somebody just like email us or whatever and just critique everything we do. Because yes. I know when I listen back to it, I'm like, man, I sure do say these words a lot, like this phrase all the time, right. you know. And I'm sure people listen and pick up on it. So just, you know, I would think that would be really funny to me, you know. I'm going to dig way down deep. Okay. We have a single solitary Stitcher review. Ooh, Okay. From nine months ago. All right. <laughs> Which we hadn't even been doing this long. <laughs> I know. Uh, this comes from Anonymous. Uh, brings out the odd in us all. This show is great. John and Tiny share odd news stories and give their uninformed take. Uninformed. <laughs> yes. I like that. <laughs> You'll laugh as you try to make sense of their rambling. Tiny is the one that tries to sound smart, while John is there to take things off on unrelated tangents. Listen and you won't regret it. Five stars. Well, this whoever did that has us pegged. <laughs> they do. You know, they knew nine months ago the direction this show was headed. <laughs> they did. Uh, yeah. So if you're out there listening, all you, it's it's not going to take you long to do any of those things we mentioned. Just do it. Yeah. You know, I, some of you have out there been have been telling yourself that you're going to do it. Yeah. But you, you just know, hadn't done. Talk it. is cheap. That's right. Actions speak louder than words. <laughs> yes. Works and faith go hand in hand. All right. That's our Sunday school method lesson <laughs> yes. this morning. Let's, let's let's all take a moment to self evaluate. <laughs> That's right. And. Put our love into action. That's right. Yes. By, uh, by leaving us a review. Yeah. Or calling in and leaving us yeah. a message. Call and leave a message. That would be cool, too. You don't even have to use your name, you know, if you're afraid that we're going to out you. Or or you can give yourself, like, a really cool name. Oh, yeah. What if you just, like, and you could be a regular caller or something. Like you you could call in like, and say, I am Thunderhawk. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. am the Vindicator. <laughs> That'd yeah, be great. I like that. I like it. Yeah. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Acast, Overcast, Podcast Republic, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. Yep. We're on them all. We're on them all. all. We're everywhere a podcast could be found. Yes. If you want to email the show, and I don't know why you wouldn't, right. you can reach us at earthoddity at planetmail.net. Boom. You can tweet at us. We are at underscore Earth Oddity. Yep. We got a Instagram. Didn't get a picture up this week, but it's <laughs> at underscore Earth Oddity as well. So. Well, we're going to take a moment to self-evaluate, too. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. And I think you can call us, too. You can. can. And the number is 662-493-2059. That's 662 
493-293-2059. Operators are standing by, so call in now. Yeah. That's right. If you call now, buy one, <laughs> buy get, one, one get one free. Buy one, get one free. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Also, <laughs> remember to use EOP10 when you order your Cajun Curl at CajunCurl.com. Absolutely. Y'all have a good week. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.